This podcast contains adult language. If you'd like a fucking beat version, it doesn't exist. Welcome to How to Survive Your Life. How are you, survivalists? How is your week? How is your few days? I'm Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, with Kaylee Cassidy as we help you survive life. And this week, we are surviving the law. Dun, dun, dun. What? I really wish... I, I know. Law and Order is this well-known law, uh, well, law show <laughs> in the U.S., and they all have this dun, dun. Anyway, I wish I could play that right now, and, and but you know, I don't know if all of our audience would get it. Anyway, we I we know who Dick Wolf is, and who is that? You ask audience. That is my dear friend and an actual professional we have on the show today. That's right. You never thought it happened, but it has. We have an actual barrister. Joel is a barrister at Landmark Chambers, specializing in property planning, public and environmental law. He said that he studied for as long as a doctor, but nobody calls him in a plane emergency. Away from the law, Joel can be found performing on a comedy stage or volunteering with initiatives that support social mobility. Say hello, Joel, how are you? Hey everyone, hey, I'm doing well. It's so nice to see both of you and be here with you. Say it a little bit more enthusiastically, Joel, and we'll ah. believe you. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, I'm right. having a plane emergency. I need some help. Joel, help me. Joel, he can't help you. He studied as long as a doctor, but he's not a doctor, Kaylee. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be here with both of you. Does anybody call for a barrister? That's better. Thank you, Joel. Amazing. So as you know, audience, or maybe you don't know because you're one of Joel's friends, so you've just tuned in for the first time. Each week, Kaylee and I bring a top tip to help you survive a certain topic. We also bring in a guest, aka one of our friends who agreed to be on the show. This week, it's Joel who carved out his busy courtroom schedule for us, which we appreciate. Joel, how is the courtroom? The courtroom's interesting these days because it's all online. So uh, oh, those yeah. of us who have Zoom fatigue, yeah. In the old days, barristers would travel up and down the country. I travel from my bedroom to my living room to go to court. So, Do you still wear the wig? Uh, no, I don't wear the wig uh, when it's virtual. What? But fun fact, I know, yeah, just a suit and a pair of shorts. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I'll say this. I know in America they don't do this. I don't know about around the world. But in the UK, barristers, which are litigating attorneys, so they're attorneys that are in the courtroom, they have to wear these old wigs. So basically they look like George Washington and everybody wears them. And that's just what they do. Why do they do It's just been done forever and they keep doing it. Is that right, Joel? Why Why do they keep wearing wigs? There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of kind of myths as to why people started uh, wearing the wigs but his, historically apparently one of the kings was losing his hair and it was in order to make sure that his court uh, 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 all looked quite similar around him and he wasn't embarrassed so those in the king's court started wearing wigs other reasons is uh, somebody says that somebody got syphilis and uh was and as a re- as a result of that they, everyone had to start wearing wigs i don't actually know the real reason why uh, it started but now it's it's just kind of tradition and it's only when barristers are in the higher courts yeah, they're expected uh, to wear a wig of white hair, which doesn't really fit my head very no. well. But that's, uh, <laughs> that's the way it is, really. 
Do you think that the wig for the barristers, they, they showed people that that barrister had syphilis if you were wearing a wig? Is that, <laughs> is that the I goal? Think, Stay away from me, I've I, got syphilis. I think before we had STD tests, yeah, we had barristers' wigs, so that was, that was the warning. <laughs> Yeah. That was I also I, love how Kaylee like laughed at the thought of syphilis. Haha, <laughs> somebody has syphilis. I don't know. That was just something I saw that nobody. I don't find syphilis anyway, funny in that it's an illness, but it's it. I remember getting tested for syphilis when I went to Thailand, and I was like, didn't that stop in the medieval period? But it didn't. It's still around. No. I, think yeah. still get, I think we still get tested for syphilis, right? Yeah, we do. Isn't that on, on on the general screen when you? Yeah. When yeah. You go get tested, folks. It's it's good for all. Yeah, of us. it's uh, important. Uh, it's important. It is important. This, that's our PSA for this episode. <laughs> Go get tested for syphilis, everything. for everything. everything. I've given out free wigs at the clinic, <laughs> so uh, it's all good. But we're not saying don't sleep with people who wear wigs. That's not what we're saying. That's no, definitely no, sleep with people sleep. who wear wigs. Yes, yeah, please. I have another question for you, Joel, and then we'll get to lovely Kaylee. When you imagined being a barrister, how how much different is it being a barrister versus what you imagined being a barrister was going to be like. Does that make sense? Like, is it pretty much what you thought it was going to be or is it more intense, less intense? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. I'm trying to remember now what it, what it was that I, I thought it would be like. I mean, I'd wanted to be a barrister since I was about 15. I've, I've, always, I've always loved the idea of a, a job spent speaking out loud, representing, acting for people in court, helping people, giving advice, that kind of Lame. stuff. Lame. I know, I know. But then in terms, in terms of well, what's it actually been like, it's probably more intense than I imagined. I mean, it's the, it's, it's the level of responsibility uh, yeah. that, that's probably a bit more intense because people come to you often when something quite hard or bad has happened in their life and, mm. they, and you're there to try and help them solve that problem. And then, so that's, that's different. Yeah. What is it? And, you know, the judges in the courtroom don't appreciate my jokes as much as uh, as, <laughs> as, as audiences do yeah, as audiences do so gotta turn turn that down a little bit and what is a joke that you've told a judge yeah, yeah that's what Joel. i was gonna ask yeah. <laughs> what is the best uh, uh the best joke hmm god now that's uh i don't i don't tell them very or, very much or anymore. what's a joke that you like said it just went like flat is there like a moment you can remember you're like oh shit i shouldn't have done that which i define as the best joke <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, my jokes never fall flat. You see, that's the. Uh, that's the... There we go. That's why we got uh... your. <laughs> that's the. That, that's the issue. No, it's. I, I think it's more that I'm not a very serious person in my in my real life, and I think my job requires me to to be quite a, a lot more serious, kind of when, when I'm in that game. And guess what? Clients don't really like it when you improvise their case. Really? No, oh. they don't. Like it when you no make imagination. up, make up the law. No, when you yes and legislation doesn't exist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's wrong with them? I really like the idea of you trying out. At, you're like type five and going. I've got a gig tonight. You know, I'm just gonna try it. Yeah. I'm just gonna slip it in with the yeah. um, planning procedures that I've also got to get through. <laughs> try this character. You did I ever tell you, judge? Uh, I almost called you. Did I ever tell you, judge? Did I ever tell you, Joel? that I thought about being an attorney 
I do I do remember you mentioned something about yeah some slight like, love for the law and then yeah what was it you uh well I don't you know why I didn't do it because my minor was political science for my bachelor's and I kind of kick myself sometimes because if I had just gone like another term or semester we call it I would have had a double major, but I was just like ready to get the fuck out. And so I had, and so part of my minor, I had to take two, I taught, took constitutional law and civil, civil liberties. But the reason I never did it is, um, I was like, I think I find it really interesting because we, we will get into it, but my dissertation, as you know, for my master's was all about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, second woman. RBG, RBG, yes, RBG, yes. RBG. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, at the end of the show, we'll have like an RBG uh, Rudolph. Anyway, but and uh, but I just thought it was going to be like too much. Re like I, I enjoy research, but I'm like, I think it's going to be like too much research when you like get into it. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I would hate that. I think I would get bored. I think yeah. I think it'd be really sexy. But the actual day to day, not so much. I don't know. Do you need a job to be totally sexy? Yes, Kaylee. That's why I'm an actor. As soon as I put on that wig, that's if if I don't feel sexy, I'm not going into court. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so. we digress. Kaylee, how are you? How how is life? Yeah, good. Just before I tell you how I am and how life is, yes, I wanted to just say my favorite thing about you, Molly, when you're talking is like I did this thing, and we're not going to get into it, and then you get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. You know what it is? It's because I want to tell a longer story. So I was like, this is my short version. You like, like this heckle is yourself. Short version, you go, no, <laughs> this one. <laughs> you decided not to read out the dissertation right now. It's okay. I mean, guys, I was literally working on my dissertation again because I'm trying to expand it right before this podcast. So. It's fresh. Uh, that'll be our extra special episode uh, as part of this episode. It'll be our supplement episode. You can do it as, what's that thing called where you're whispering and you're reading something out and people ASMR, dissertation <laughs> yeah. ASMR, how to survive special. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. So I was out in Acton yesterday and I've put down on my notes for like this show, like homophobia in Acton. And it sounds no. like a musical, doesn't it? Like <laughs> something. But Acton's in London. And I was walking around this park in Acton with my girlfriend. And we got heckled so many times. Lesbians. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like lots of like, lots of like really like strange things. One guy was quite nice. He was like, girlfriends. Girlfriends. <laughs> so we were like. We'll take that. That's a nice one. But I was like, Acton's in London. Like, I don't know. Can I ever leave London? Like, like the oh, actual no. London, London. That's so weird. Yeah. And um, so I just wanted to tell everyone uh, on the podcast, if you're in Acton, you know, check your homophobia. <laughs> if you are gay, thinking of moving to Acton, maybe don't. <laughs> Ooh. Oh no, that sounds like the saddest musical, by the way. <laughs> homophobia in Acton. All, all musicals have a sad string, but in the end, you know, That's Acton true. would definitely look into themselves and become more they open, would. you know? They would host like the biggest pride parade of the century of like the century in the end yeah or something like that the biggest you know? pride festival of the century i really like yes. that because <laughs> they're pretty in big Acton. A, Acton. Yeah, in they Acton. yeah 
<laughs> what a happy, happy pride. <laughs> I know that I would definitely get the guy shouting girlfriend, girlfriend to like record a track because he had a good voice. Uh, yes. I think that would just be one, like the third track would be girlfriends, girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just over and over and over yeah. and over. And does it start with just yeah. like lesbians, 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 lesbians? That yes. Way. Yep. That's the background. Yeah, sure. Like the guy, the guy, the guy shouting lesbians, like was like his pants were like down around his sort of like knees, and you know he, yeah, he he was it was quite disturbing. I didn't know if he was going to start wanking or something. I was like, oh, no. it sounds like mental health issues. Oh, no. Yeah, we were just holding. Was he wearing hand. a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Did you test him for syphilis? He didn't get a syphilis test yet, so he probably didn't. <laughs> I have. I do. If this was a show, I would edit there and go. There we go. That was. <laughs> Somebody would have ran across the stage by Your now. Joy. I love it when you don't know what someone's gonna say, and it's just like, yeah, very good, Joel. Bonus nice. point to you. I try. Yes. Nod to Joel. <laughs> a nod. A nod from both of us. Okay, so let's move on from homophobia and acting. Not in acting. Surviving. That's a different. That's a different musical. Sorry, Harvey was. It is. It is. Jeez, sorry guys. Anyway, okay, so let's move on from that to surviving the law, or really, I think maybe a better way to say it is surviving how to deal with a legal problem i think is what we're gonna how we're gonna deal and survive which is this. funny because so molly Joel, didn't tell me that so yeah. i'm basically doing how to survive the law <laughs> i thought i told you that well i think you might have the conversations with joel and then on the on the email it said how to survive the law and then yeah so anyway it's fine Slash, but jo- kaylee we're gonna yes and the shit of, of you course. Shit out of you, and you're gonna be amazing. <laughs> but also, Literally, we're gonna get it out. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get my shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how. That's I, how that's we how do I it in this that. podcast. God, <laughs> <laughs> don't hold how... back. Don't hold back. No, yeah, <laughs> that was how the bullies got me at school. We're gonna kick the shit out of you. <laughs> Already bringing up trauma in the first, like, within the first fifteen minutes. Oh, I'm so good at this. I'm so good at this. That being said, let's survive the law. Joel, as our professional barrister, what is your first top tip? Actually, your only tip for surviving the law. So um, the whole point is for you guys to not regret having a lawyer on your podcast. So okay. Okay. It got very ominous my, all of a sudden. I know. I came. I mean, I, it was just quiet. <laughs> I was like, is, "Is his mic broken?" And then all of a sudden, he's like, "I just, I just want to make sure that you guys don't regret this for the rest of your lives." <laughs> Okay, Joel. I just want to be invited back. I'm having so much fun. That's the thing, right? I just want to be invited back. Okay. Okay, so my top tip is to get advice. The point here makes it makes this place a bit different than say from our American friends over the pond is that we're in a loser pays jurisdiction. So what I mean by, by that is if you lose, not only are you going to have to pay your own legal fees, but also those of the of the winning party. That's the same in the US. Right. And so is that right? Yeah, well, it it, de- it depends, but it, honestly, it's not across the board. It depends on the case, yeah. And it depends, like a lot of times in like uh, like civil, a lot of times with not obviously not criminal, but with civil cases, you can make that a part of 
the the settlement. Yeah, so it was, it was, that, it was always common. my understanding that it depends in the US, but in the UK, that's pretty it much does. the standard position. And that's one of the reasons why you okay. get somewhat less litigation in the UK or a bit less of a litigation culture because of that fear that even if you pursue something, you might end up uh, losing and having to pay. Um, and so I think what we always think about here is, at least when we're advising people, is if you get it wrong, if you don't go and try to get some advice, that could end up actually being uh, a, a quite an expensive mistake for you. And we always say, get that advice early. A lot of the time I find myself in court and I think if only this person had spent not very much money to get a lawyer to look over this issue for them, they would have saved themselves a really? lot of time and money. And now we're here fighting this and it's just been going on for way too long because everyone's entrenched. Yeah. Everybody just wants to fight. And everybody wants their day in court. And often your day in court is just really expensive and not always worth it. This may be a hard question for you to answer, yeah, but what is like the average cost for a, an hour's, like an advice from an attorney in the UK? Good question. So it, it depends on the area, on the area yeah. of law, it depends on, on, on what you do. But you, you probably, there's, there's no such thing, what I've learned from clients, is there's no such thing as easy advice. If it were really easy, yeah. you would just Google it and find it out. Generally, if what you're dealing with is a legal problem, you're probably going to need a lawyer to give you, you know, three to five hours of their advice. And I would say you can get that for most problems for less than 500 pounds. Yeah. And what I'm saying is getting initial advice. And most of the times that advice is just to tell you, let this one go. <laughs> 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 I actually completely agree with this because as an immigrant here, I needed a, like a lot of times you need, you need advice, like immigration advice. And we found we were having visa things happen. And we, I found a lawyer through like recommendation and, you know, paid the money. And it was honestly, I don't remember how much it was, but whatever it was, it was absolutely worth it because we felt okay because because you have friends you know if you're an immigrant in another country you always have like you talk to other friends you're like how are you here how are you staying do, 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 do. you know you're all like talking and, and trading but they're not attorneys they're not in this every day right so it was so nice to just talk to somebody who literally lives and breathes this every immigration every single day and we had a plan and it worked and then we had to get a new visa and she was with us every step of the way and it was worth every single penny. So yeah, I, I really agree with and that. And I think if you're, if you're looking at that, one thing, a slight secret uh, that a lot of people don't know is that it's not really a secret, we, we'd rather it weren't, um, is if you go to barristers directly, that's often much cheaper than going to a law firm. So that's a, it's, called, it's called direct access and it's something that a lot of the public don't, don't know about, but you can... Often our, our hourly rates tend to be significantly lower than law firms, even for people who are at the same level. And that's just because we have significantly lower overheads. Right? So it's just a bit more cost effective. If somebody after this podcast, obviously people are going to think, OK, I will never contact Joel for advice. <laughs> but let's say they're crazy enough to yes. want to contact you. They would not go to Landmark Chambers. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they shouldn't go to Landmark Chambers. They should look you up first direct and contact you directly not through so, your, your law it's okay molly and i have been friends for a long time uh, and I, i've told her about the difference between barristers chambers and law firms but we're gonna we're gonna do it for I, the crowd we'll do it for the crowd yeah. honestly but yeah do it for the crowd exactly do it for the crowd joel do it for the crowd <laughs> he's literally told me this like three times because in the u.s i know it's completely I know. different I'm just, 
Okay. We don't work in, in, in law firms. We work in barristers' chambers. So Landmark Thanks. is a chambers. So you can come to Landmark and, and that's where you'll find me and, and uh, you can find a barrister who can help you. What I, when I say a law firm, what I'm talking about are the other yes. branch of our profession, the solicitors. So these are the guys who work in the, the, big, office, the big offices. They're, they do, they're not, not uh, usually a kind of full-time uh, litigators or some, sometimes they are, it's a bit confusing. But those guys that work in those big fancy firms, they tend to be quite a bit more expensive just because their business model set up a little bit differently. Oh. So if you have a problem that you need very quick advice on, you can often get really good, affordable advice from a specialist if you go what we call direct access. And that's a big tip I'd give people if you're looking at that. And you can find it, you just Google direct access, area of law, you should be able to, to find someone who can help you. The more experienced they are, the more expensive they are. That's, that's, that's how it works. You get what you pay for. That's a tip in everything. The truth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly great in in summary the tip is pay for advice up front so you it, it, and that because in the long run you're actually going to pay less yes and sub tip use direct access directly contact a barrister that is in a chambers not a law firm wow <laughs> it's only taken us four years what do you remember that's right. Thank you. That's right. Thank you. Let's I think that. that was a great yeah. tip, Joel. And that was the tip that just kept on giving. Like, if you're somebody <laughs> yes. like listening to that, it's just like, it's just great. And I think my mom listens to this podcast and she will be like, oh, fucking hell, she's Irish. Uh, where, was, <laughs> where was Joel when I was getting divorced? I mean, I could have solved a lot of problems all that money I lost. <laughs> So yeah. Well, tell your mum she can give me a call now. I will. I will. <laughs> Retribution <laughs> from Mama Cassidy. Amazing. Thank you, Joel. That was up. Uh, unsurprisingly, that was an amazing tip <laughs> for surviving the law. So now let's let's go to Miss Miss Kaylee. Kaylee, what's your a little top bit of shade tip? coming from Molly. <laughs> Well, that was an amazing tip and like unsurprisingly, but now let's go to Fair, fair, Kaylee. It did sound like shade. I will give you that, but that's not what I meant. Do you guys want me to give you guys a moment? To... Yeah, give me a moment, Joel. I actually meant to be like, unsurprisingly, like Joel's a competent barrister. So of course he gave a great tip. And now it's me and Kaylee, so God <laughs> yeah. knows what's about to happen. Um, That's not a reflection on how I think Kaylee's tip is going to be. <laughs> it's more a reflection on how I think my tip is going to be. Don't don't worry, Molly. I love it when you give me shade, so it's cool. Okay, I live good. off shade. I knew you liked it. Sunflower yeah, who likes to be in the it. darkness. So <laughs> I was just waiting for my big lol from the both of you. Got it. Now I can proceed. <laughs> Effective use of pauses there. Effective use of pauses. You know what? I was learning from the best because I heard this guy in a courtroom who did a bit of a pause. You know? <sighs> well, my top tip is about the law. I don't feel like I could give any advice to people about legal procedures because I just feel like I would be like, yeah, it just would, it just just wouldn't be very helpful <laughs> however I do acknowledge the fact that nothing I say is helpful <laughs> but anyway um <laughs> that's not true you've said some really helpful can things can I have a compliment please you know compliment. what <laughs> compliment yes <laughs> no listen 
remember that episode? I forgot which episode it was now because my brain is mush these days. But if I actually like went out to get like to go coffee or or something or to go drink, I'm like, I shouldn't put it in, you know, the outside bin or recycling bin. I need to hold it until I get home and put it in my recycling bin because that was Kaylee's top. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're like, I don't even remember giving that. Anyway, go ahead. Now. And don't go to acting. That's my, the one I took away from you. Don't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that was that was <laughs> the, the life tip, you know? You always got to have a life tip. <laughs> no, I guess I was thinking about the law. And then what came to mind was um, how when you're a child, people enforce the like rules and get getting you to behave good. Especially when I was a kid, like my mum... My mum would be like, if we were arguing, so me and my brother and sister, we were arguing as kids do. And my mum would be like, stop it or I'll tell you to father. And we'd be like, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He is the, he is this like, what, how would I describe it? Like a figure of authority or like fear. Because what's that going to do? You know, he chased me around a slip once and I was like, damn, like how, if I don't, outrun him i i'm i'm very scared so um <laughs> sorry yeah been there <laughs> the authoritarian figure or something i don't know yeah. yeah so then when my parents split up mum didn't couldn't say i'll call your dad because we knew they weren't speaking so um so we like, <laughs> <laughs> so she's like be good or i'll tell santa you know so santa is this figure of authority and then and then we don't believe in santa anymore or it's not christmas because <laughs> you can't use santa in april <laughs> but you can use the easter bunny oh you yeah and the tooth fairy and who else is there the mayflower the the halloween pumpkin the halloween pump- do they use that in america the halloween pumpkin <laughs> no i just made it up for a bit my mum did use banshees which are like these fictional sort of ghosts (laughs) in Ireland and I was like yeah really scared of banshees for a long time still am actually (laughs) that was a good one mum but then like suddenly like Santa goes and she just starts saying the police like you know I remember like one one time (laughs) yeah 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 so we're walking up the hill me my brother and sister my mum was was cleaning this pub and then we were like, oh, we don't want to walk up the hill because we had to go with her. And then she was like, stop arguing or I'll call the police. And we were like, oh. and then conveniently, there's always a bloody siren, isn't there? <laughs> Nina, Nina, <laughs> like, ah, coming! So, um, so yeah, like, and then so as an adult, looking back at that, like what impact that had on me is I have such a fear of the police. And my mum would always hurt like this big um story like you know we're four years old and she's like you know I'll call the police and then you'll never get a job you'll never get a house you'll never and right now I mean this is pretty much my life with the COVID-19 <laughs> epidemic anyway <laughs> but you'll never you'll never f- have a car and obviously we're like very young kids like five years of age and she like realizes that none of this is having an impact on us like I don't care if I don't have a house I'm fine <laughs> You know, and then she goes, you won't get any froggy sweeties. And we're like, what? Froggy sweeties? I want froggy sweeties. Be good. Otherwise, the police will come. We'll get put in jail and we won't get any froggy sweeties. And froggy sweeties are Freddo's because we bloody loved them when they were 10p. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I think that like as an adult, I definitely noticed that like being this good girl has definitely like created quite a lot of 
repression in me where and a lot of fear like when I hear a siren it definitely scares the fuck out of me and maybe a lot of this a lot of people can relate to this too I definitely always feel like I'm gonna get arrested always like even like have you ever been arrested uh no <laughs> no I've never been I've never been arrested okay. But I have a fear of always getting arrested. And it will be for oh, something shit. that... I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> You're like, have you ever been arrested? And then you looked up, pause. Uh, no. Yes. Now you're an actor, Kaylee. Convince me. <laughs> well, I had to think, you know? La, la, la. <laughs> I think you would remember, Kaylee. You got arrested in yeah, acting, didn't you? I was arrested in Acton, and that is why I'm glad that you'll be representing me, Joel, yes. on the Perfect Zoom timing. call court. <laughs> yeah. I've just given a lot of story, and I guess, like, I was just trying to think of what my top tip could be, but I don't actually have one. I just wanted to talk to you all. Uh, oh, great. You wanted to work through these childhood traumas regarding the police. Well, but but what? Like you guys help me out here. Like that fear. Like what? Like why? Like to if we do get I arrested, if we do get put in jail, it's not the end of our lives. Like, yeah. and are we going to get arrested for the thing that we think we are? Like in lockdown, for example, I remember I met somebody and I walked with them, and we weren't allowed. In my head, I thought I was going to get arrested. Oh wow! That's such a little thing, but in my head, yeah, fear. Look around, like you know, always being worried about them, yeah. like breaking the law. What What's the leniency around that? And a lot, a lot of fear. Well, we know breaking the law isn't equal for everybody. That's, yes, uh... that's exactly what I was going to say. There's the punishment gap, obviously, between white people and black people. Although there's not a place that I've ever feared the police more than living in America. That I can, I, that fear. Really? When I lived in America, that fear is, uh, yeah, something that I felt just very viscerally, really? much more than here, much more. Like just any interaction or any time they were around, I, I, I felt very unsafe. How long did you live in America for, Joel? That was for six years. Wow. Yeah, I would I would kind of agree. I have a weird relationship with the police because I have my uncle used to be a police officer, is a police officer. And then my brother, kind he's he's in the military. And so he's he's been a police officer in the military. He's been like an investigator in the military and all this other stuff. And then, but also I would say I do have a, so sometimes I'm not fearful of them, but then there's been like some of these like vigils for Sarah. Everard. Everard. Thank you. I was actually worried about going to them. Like I was like, I don't feel safe because of the police. And that's been something very new. And I think it also has to do with kind of a social awakening. And also with like, when I went to some of the BLM protests, you know, we were like really paying attention about like not trying to get kettled. I hope I'm saying that correct. Like I learned what that was, but yeah, police and it, it's, it's, you know, I would say in America, police are militarized. It's really sad. And it's something that we've got to deal with. It's something that I, I've, I actually feel for police officers in some ways because they are not trained properly. It can, it actually in California, you have to train to be a hairdresser. You, you train longer to be a hairdresser in the state of California than you do to be a police officer in some cities and counties. And that's one problem. Uh, it's not, it's not, a, it's very decentralized. It's not an across the board. There's some places 
that you have to, you know, you go three months or something mm. to train to be a police officer. And there's other places it's like three weeks. So yeah, I get that. I understand. I, I think that's a whole, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. Well, you yeah. I'll listen to the podcast, How to Survive uh, the American Police. <laughs> It's, <laughs> that podcast, that. This is supposed to be a comedy <laughs> podcast, Joel. I don't think I would be able to be on that podcast. <laughs> I guess, I guess, like if you are are afraid, I suppose with mine, it's like like when you asked me, "Have you ever been arrested?" I haven't, so it's kind of an irrational fear I have based on like a dynamic in my childhood. So I need to work on that. So that's a top tip for myself. And if it's that anyone's relating to that, hopefully me talking through my shit has helped you. <laughs> well, I think, I think my top tip will help you with your top tip, Kaylee. So I'll start, oh. with, I'll, I'll go to mine. Okay. So my top tip for surviving the law is get a Joel. And what I mean by that. <laughs> I love that. I love is, that. Now, Joel, when you like when you became a barrister and you passed, you don't call it passing the bar here. It was before you became a barrister. What did you do? It, you passed. What no, did no, you, it's called passing the, the bar, bench. and then I did, pu- and then it pupillage. Is, I think is the term is, you mean. Yeah, you passed the bar, then pupillage, and then yeah, barrister officially, that's right. right? And I know that was like big for you, blah 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 blah. But for me, it was a big deal in my life too, because especially as an American, you know, in America, our favorite thing next to saying god bless america waving the american flag is threatening to sue people (laughs) and so good advice now in the uk i can be like you can talk to my lawyer or i'm gonna sue you and guess what now i have a lawyer friend you know so my top tip is get a joel get a friend who's a lawyer now you may be thinking i don't know anyone couple of ideas, uh, join an improv group and maybe there'll be somebody who's studying to be a lawyer and like really, really support them through that journey. You know what I mean? Or if you have a friend who's really smart and they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. You could be like, you should be a lawyer. Look into that. Yeah. It's how the dream started for me. Exactly. See, Molly, you become a barrister, Joel. (laughs) It was me. It was me. She said if I I didn't, she would call the police. (laughs) (laughs) That's both sad and funny on so many levels. (laughs) I'm a black man for anyone that doesn't know that. I think it might not be clear on that. Or I'm gonna move on from that. The other idea I had is um Joe, where do your people hang out? Like Gray's Inn Road? Where the where do the attorneys hang out? Gray's yeah, Inn around Gray's Inn. That's the, where, like, the temple, all, right? Around Gray's the Inn, temple. the temple, or around like the old Bailey, which for those not from the UK, the old Bailey is our criminal is the criminal court here in uh the uk and it is fucking old. old like it's called old for a reason so i would imagine there's probably a lot of attorneys there so just go to a pub around there <laughs> and find a lawyer that you think you can stand for a few hours talk to them become friends get a jolt okay i have never been sued personally yet or sued anyone personally yet but my parents had and they had a joel my dad's one of my dad's <laughs> best friends was a lawyer and yeah, and they won. Although my mom says they should have won more money than they did, but that's a whole nother story. Don't blame the Joel. Don't blame the Joel. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> get a Joel. Just find a friend, and then you can always be like, call them up, text them, be like, um, I may be getting deported. What do you think? 
and they'll give you free advice. Like, you don't, you know how Joel was like, pay for it. If you get a Joel, you don't need to pay for it. Joel, you should totally be billing Molly, right? <laughs> That's right exactly now. what like, I'm hearing. What I'm hearing right now is, uh, you're like, <laughs> I've got to bill her for four <laughs> years, this five years. How do I do? <laughs> it reminds me of the fact that being a lawyer, particularly like one of the first lawyers in your family, is constantly um, waking up to texts and phone calls of like, hey, I have this very, very niche problem related nothing to, uh, it's got nothing to do with the area of law in which you specialize. Uh, but do you think you could spend three to six hours, maybe a day, uh, uh, just reviewing this for me? So this happens all the time with family law, criminal law, really, really anything, personal injury, healthcare. I don't do any of these areas of law, but that's what life is like as a first. <laughs> and is that hard for you, Joel? Do you have to reply and say, like, I can't, this isn't... Yeah, I think in or the beginning you... I used to be a bit more, like, spending time going out and uh, and actually trying to find these answers. It, it, it became a bit much. <laughs> so, yeah. so now I... Yeah. You're like a keen bean now then. I, uh... You're like, I'm going to fight for everyone. Now I'm more like, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, I, I can signpost a bit, just, just signpost and say, trust me, mm. you do not want me dealing with your divorce. <laughs> we'll both be reading that textbook for the first time together. So <laughs> I'll be improvising it. That's not what you want. So it's, uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, this has been fun. I feel more adept to survive the law. I mean, I felt good before this because I had you, Joel, but hopefully Kaylee and everyone listening, Kaylee mm. now has a Joel, so she can start to possibly get over her fear of the police. <laughs> We're going to leave it there. I'm, I'm getting well. over my fear. <laughs> That's what I mean, Joel. I'll do anything. You have a therapist. <laughs> they might be better to handle this. Never mind. That actually would be typical. So, Kaylee would text Joel, Joel, I have this fear of police. Okay, maybe you should talk to your therapist. Good call. Sign Good post, call. That's what I but do you think we should talk about it three to six hours or a day? You know, maybe you first. Then I'll talk to my therapist about it. <laughs> I promise I won't do that, Joel, but I will follow you on Instagram if you have it. Yeah, I do have. Yes, Joel, do you have anything you would like to plug in the next couple of days, weeks, months, years? Sure. I guess I've got a couple of things I got. I am on Instagram at Sem E Cooler, S E M I K O O L A, or on Twitter at J K S E M A K U L A. Made that very complicated. Uh, I'm also a member of a, a of an improv group, um, Do the Right Scene, and we have a show at Hoopla on the 23rd of July as the world opens up. So Amazing. we're uh, London's first all black improv team, and uh, yeah, so come out and enjoy the show if you like any of what you hear. <laughs> And I'd just like to add to that because I've seen you guys perform and it was absolutely amazing. I recommend everyone to go and see it. Ah, oh, great. They're oh. fun. And he's also on it with, in it, I guess is maybe the better term. I don't know, with Monica Gaga, who you heard on the first episode. So you can see both of them live in person on the 23rd of July. That's right. Is that 23rd right, 23rd of July. Okay. At Hoopla, which is on London Bridge. And hopefully soon, sometime soon, you'll see Joel and I performing yes. together. Who knows? It's been too long. I love that. Oh, it's been too long. And that is it. If you that that's us. If you liked this episode or any of our future episodes, please like and subscribe wherever you're listening. You can also follow us on Instagram at Twitter at how the number two survive pod or on Facebook at how survive your life. You could also email us. Remember that goat email we got, Kaylee? That was hilarious. That goat email really made me laugh. 
<laughs> yes. But if you want to send us goat emails, it is how to survive your life pod, all one word, at gmail.com. I am Judge Merwin. That is Barrister Cassidy and Barrister Joel. Join us next week as we survive something else with someone else. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Theme music by Jazar.